Signs that you are a victim of narcissistic abuse and are in a toxic relationship. First and foremost, I really don't like the term victim. All right. So though I am going to use its reference in the video, if you were able to get away from that, if you were able to release yourself from that, if you were able to detoxify yourself from that, you're not a victim. You're a survivor. Okay. And you should be proud of yourself for that. What people need to understand is that no relationship, no two relationships are alike. And the, depending upon the type of breakup you had, if you're breaking up with someone who has suffered severe trauma throughout their life and created a trauma bond with that person, the type of breakup that that is, is way more severe than any other breakup in the history. Now, a victim of narcissistic abuse is the end result of unhealed trauma passed on to them by an, another individual, the narcissist. So in layman's terms, if the person you're dealing with happens to be a narcissist or has NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, understand something, that person has unresolved trauma, unresolved issues. So everything that's projected onto you throughout the relationship is a result of them not healing those issues, not healing the trauma. As much as you would want to get mad, as much as you would feel angry and hurt and disgusted, which you have every right to because you did not warrant any kind of behavior that was passed on to you. We're going to get into the signs. Sign number one, you experience dissociation as a survival mechanism. Basically, you detach yourself from your environment. You detach yourself and you numb yourself. You numb your emotions so you don't have to come to terms with your reality. Dissociation basically triggers emotional numbing. Okay, You, you don't want to deal with the reality of things. So you replace it with mind-numbing activities like addictions, obsessions. You even start to live a life of repression because you want to just basically tune out of what actually is going on. Your brain finds ways to block out the pain in order to not deal with the full terror of the circumstances. You then develop traumatized inner parts. And basically what that is, is you're, you're, you become disjointed from the personality that you inhibited with your abuser. Okay. And you know, this would include inner child trauma when you, know, you weren't nurtured as a child, you know, the true anger and disgust that you feel with your abuser and, you know, parts of yourself that you can't express around them. It triggers all of that. So you have to be very careful because if you don't handle that, if you don't try to release and you don't try to properly heal yourself, you're going to repress everything. And then what happens? You get triggered. When you get triggered, all of it comes out and you end up actually becoming the monster that created you. Sign number two, you're walking on eggshells. Now we got to understand that common symptoms of trauma is avoiding anything that represents reliving the trauma. 
okay if it means you know avoiding people places you know or activities that pose as a threat but when you're walking on eggshells you're basically trying to avoid confrontation with your abuser so you're trying to keep an even keel of things you're trying to keep everything just just steady however you find out that that doesn't work you're still a punching bag you're still an emotional punching bag for your abuser okay no matter how much you try to avoid it no matter how much you try to play nice no matter how much you try to be a people pleaser the abuser feels entitled and they can abuse you at any given time which includes verbal abuse emotional psychological even physical abuse okay and you become continuously anxious and trying not to provoke the abuser try not to say something that you feel is going to offend them or you think is going to offend them which can basically create a big blowout so just so you know any other relationship you've never experienced that but if you've experienced it at least once it was not a regular breakup okay it was a breakup with someone that you have created a trauma bond with all right i'm gonna do a video on that too because we definitely need to to learn about that next time you develop a pervasive sense of mistrust everybody's a threat to you now okay you do not trust anyone at all you are severely and extremely guarded since you have been in a relationship or relationships depending that has been so filled with manipulation psychological abuse emotional abuse verbal abuse your abuser has gaslit you so much to the point that you can't decipher real from fiction you can't decipher good from bad you trust no one you begin to not even trust yourself next sign is you develop suicidal ideas and self-harming tendencies so basically you're at a point where you feel you feel complete hopelessness okay besides depression and anxiety you just feel like everything is just completely unbearable and you just don't you just don't want to deal anymore unfortunately i'm all too familiar with this okay this is a way that an abuser can actually commit murder without even being traced to them because psychological abuse mental abuse emotional abuse verbal abuse physical abuse it gives you a feeling of not wishing to survive okay and it's it's crazy hear this i'm gonna read this to you okay victims of intimate partner violence are twice as likely to attempt suicide multiple times talk to someone confide in someone okay because even if you're a victim you can always get to survivor mode it's not as hard as you think okay self-harm not worth it trust me i know not worth it taking your own life not worth it okay i have attempted to do that before okay and i even had it thrown at me in my face trust me you're good self-isolation 
Though abusers tend to isolate their victims, victims tend to isolate themselves, okay? They isolate themselves because they're embarrassed by the abuse that they've endured. And given that there are so many misconceptions by society about, you know, emotional and psychological abuse, the victim is in victim blaming mode where, you know, they're blaming themselves. The abuser is blaming them. And, uh, you know, the victim can be re-traumatized. They can be re-traumatized by coming across law enforcement, friends, family, okay? Any little thing can trigger them. Even people that are in relation to the abuser. Because in their mind, nobody will believe them. In their mind, it's, you know, I've been led to believe that it's all my fault. The abuser led me to believe it's my fault. They're telling other people that it's my fault. Who's going to believe me? So what they do is they isolate themselves. They isolate themselves from everybody because they have the mind of nobody's going to believe me. The next sign. You find yourself comparing yourself to others. And this is often to the extent of blaming yourself for the abuse. Narcissists are known for creating love triangles. They're known for bringing in another party, a third party. Okay, not only does that, you know, reduce your self-esteem, your confidence, but it makes you feel like you're not good enough. Okay, and when a narcissist cheats on you or if they bring other people around you shamelessly, whatever the case may be, it puts you in that stance of, I'm not good enough, I'll never be good enough. And it makes you even compete for the attention of the abuser, of you know whomever it is that's manipulating you because you're living in the mind frame of, I'm not good enough. They find themselves comparing themselves to other people in happier, healthier relationships. And oftentimes they wonder, they wonder why the abuser treats complete strangers or you know external people with more respect and not the victim to a narcissist you are their property you are an object so if you see that they are treating you with disrespect but they're respecting everyone else that is a clear-cut sign that you are with a mental and emotional abuser and you need to get the hell out of that asap the next sign is self-sabotage and self-destruct. Now the abuser has already instilled in the victim's head, in their mind, that they are worthless, okay? They're not worthy of anything. They've already branded them with that. They traumatized them with that, okay? So the victim will continually live with the abuse and the idea that they are worthless, they are no good, they are not enough. So if the victim, prime example, if the victim is able to get out of that situation, that dynamic, and they try to get into something else, okay? I'm sure we're all familiar with this. They try to get into another relationship or whatever the case may be. They will end up self-sabotaging. They will end up sabotaging the relationship and they will end up diminishing any possibility of growth. So due to the constant verbal abuse, due to the put downs, the let downs, due to the toxic shame that the abuser has inflicted on the victim, the victim will then basically take that and run with it. And they'll basically believe 
that they are not worthy, that they are worthless, that they are not good enough. Malignant narcissists, they have instilled in their victims that they are not only not worthy, but they've programmed them to self-destruct, okay? The victims of a malignant narcissist, if done enough, if the abuse is done enough, well enough, can drive the victim to suicide. Look at my other video, what I told you about malignant narcissists. They are considered toxic narcissists. And finally, you find yourself protecting your abuser, even gaslighting yourself. You sit there and say, oh, they're not so bad. I mean, you know, maybe they had a bad day or maybe it was this. You make excuses for them. You keep them around you because the abuse is all you really know. You've already created that trauma bond. You've already created that attachment. So now you start to defend them because you're already so caught up into it. You're so deep into it that the abuse is becoming justifiable. It's becoming routine. It's becoming something to where even you start to say to yourself, well, maybe I did do this to provoke that. Maybe I did say something for them to say that to me. All of this is simply to avoid cognitive dissonance, okay? Because you're focused on this person says they love me. To a narcissist, you are yet again an object to them, okay? Because they have been conditioned to believe that they are merely objects and they're passing that on to you. I really, really want to help people you know, who are going through it because I know the pain and that's the kind of pain you wouldn't even want your enemy to go through. And just know that you're not alone. You're not alone. Whatever you're facing, you're not alone. And so as long as I live and breathe, I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to keep putting it out there and I'm going to keep motivating people because you guys motivate me. You know, there are so many people going through it. So many stories that I've heard that have really, really motivated me to go even harder and that's what I plan on doing. I plan on keeping it keeping it factual as always, putting out the statistics, putting out the the studies, putting out the, you know, the the real deal of things because you all deserve that. We all deserve that. We all deserve happiness, we all deserve love, and we all deserve to know that we are worthy. We're valuable. So stay tuned for my next video, guys. Love you all. Noise. Namaste.